How does a recent privacy decision by Apple threaten billions in Facebook revenue? Welcome to Tech First with John Kutsir. Facebook is one of the two most dominant companies in an $80 billion industry that impacts hundreds of billions, if not trillions, in consumer spend. But a huge percentage of that revenue is now at risk thanks to an obscure privacy move by Apple at the company's worldwide developer conference in June. The move? Deprecating a mobile device identifier called the IDFA. It's a super geeky term in a super geeky industry, mobile advertising, but it represents a sea change in how advertisers and ad networks target ads to consumers. Good targeting leads to relevant advertising and, of course, high returns for both the advertiser and the ad network. Poor targeting? It's literally worth 50% less by Facebook's own numbers. The IDFA is the identifier for advertisers. And in every existing version of Apple's mobile operating system for iPhones and iPads, it's visible to ad networks and mobile advertisers. Unless consumers opt out in a little scene, out-of-the-way setting, which only about 30% of iPhone users have bothered to turn off. Facebook uses the IDFA and the Android equivalent from Google, GAID, to accumulate data on what billions of people do in apps. Facebook then uses that data to target app install ads, ads that are aimed at getting you to install a new app or a game. Because they have so much data via the IDFA, Facebook is likely to be able to find the people who are most likely to install the app and then do specific things inside of it, like register or buy something or complete a level in a game. Here's how Facebook describes a technology called app event optimization. Using AEO, you could optimize your ads for any app event, such as Achieve Level, so that your ads could, would be shown to people who would be likely to download your app and also achieve a new level within the game. You could also optimize for in-app purchases using the Purchase App Event in AEO, says Facebook. Well, at Worldwide Developer Conference in June, Apple changed how the IDFA is set. Rather than being a global setting for all apps buried somewhere in an iPhone settings, the IDFA will now be set for each app individually. It will actually be set by active required choice by consumers for each app they install, much like GDPR permissions on websites today. And people will choose whether to allow or deny permission to track you across apps and websites owned by other companies. Most mobile experts think that this will get a 0 to 20% adoption rate. And personally, I think the high end of that range is probably generous. The immediate result is that tracking what people do in apps will become a lot harder. Uh, probably, in fact, illegal and likely impossible. That's what puts the first few billions of Facebook ad revenue at risk. Mobile app installs is close to an $80 billion business in 2020 and estimated to hit almost $120 billion within two years. Facebook and Google own about half of the global digital ad industry in general and are also the two most dominant players in mobile app installs. They perennially feature in the first or second place in industry charts for best performance. Now, here's where it gets interesting. As mobile expert Eric Seifer noted today, Facebook published a white paper just a month ago, shortly before Apple's conference, 
that says personalized ads are twice as effective as non-personalized. Here's a quote from the white paper. We ran a test that constrained delivery to just mobile app install ads for a small portion of audience network traffic, then compared personalized ranking to non-personalized ranking, the white paper says. We observed more than a 50% drop in publisher revenue between those two treatments with no changes made to targeting. A 50% drop in return on ad spend might just mean also a 50% drop in ad prices you'd be willing to pay. Well, Facebook generated almost $71 billion in ad revenue last year, and almost all of it was on mobile, where the IDFA and the GAID can aid in ad targeting. Pretty obviously, less sophisticated targeting could easily mean less valuable advertising. And the IDFA was just the first shoe to drop. Soufair says that Google is likely to follow suit within six months, which would kind of follow a trend. Apple created the IDFA to increase privacy and decrease use of hard-coded, unchangeable device identifiers. Google followed suit. Apple killed a third-party cookie on the web with intelligent tracking prevention in Safari. Google is following suit with Chrome. If Google continues that trend and makes GAID opt-in in a similar way, basically designed to guide consumers to opting out, that's when the other shoe drops. Then Facebook's not just out of luck on Apple mobile platforms, it also loses sophisticated tracking capability on Android as well. And that's additional billions at risk. Now, Facebook has its software development kit in hundreds of thousands of apps, as I've talked about before. The company could try and use that as a data source to aid in ad targeting. But it would be tough for a couple reasons. One, it's not a given standard always available option. Not every app has the Facebook SDK in it. Also, because what I've heard based on those who have talked to Apple, that would violate users don't track me choices. Interestingly, killing the GAID would harm Google's advertising capabilities as well. But as the Android platform owner, Google is more likely to be able to come up with a solution that enables its own ad tracking while harming Facebook's, or at minimum, harms itself less. At least, if it's willing to take any antitrust heat on both sides of the Atlantic that might pop up. This isn't the first challenge ad networks have faced in targeting, of course. The vast majority of ads used to be delivered with contextual targeting. You want a Wall Street Journal audience? You run ads in the Wall Street Journal, for example. Only with modern tracking technologies like third-party cookies on the web and IDFA, GAID on mobile, were ad networks able to assemble a Wall Street Journal audience off-platform, off the Wall Street Journal, perhaps in Candy Crush or on the Inquirer, for instance. That saved advertisers a lot of money because guess what? Ads in the Wall Street Journal are more expensive than ads in Candy Crush. But it also cost premium publishers a lot of money. And, no shock here, it cost consumer privacy by requiring those tracking technologies. Well, GDPR, California's Consumer Privacy Act, and a general consumer feeling that tracking has gone too far, add that all to Apple's disabling of the IDFA, we're likely returning more towards a contextual model of advertising than a tracking model. And that threatens Facebook revenue, at least in the short term. 
Soufer said in his post on this, over the long term, I believe that Facebook will find a way back to its current level of ad serving efficiency without needing advertising identifiers. But he said, the content of its own white paper underscores very clearly how important personalization is for ad targeting. And IDFA deprecation damages Facebook's ability to deliver that kind of personalization. Well, that means to me that about $10 billion in Facebook revenue might be at risk in the short term. If its ads lose relevance and therefore return per poorly on advertisers' investments, that $10 billion could turn into $5 billion really quickly. Unless, of course, there's no better game in town, or Facebook finds a way to make contextual targeting as powerful as tracking. Well, this has been Tech First with John Kutz here. Thank you so much for spending some time with me on the podcast. If you like it, hey, rate it, review it. That'd be wonderful. Share it, comment on it, all those wonderful things. And have a great day.